stop on this train will be. It's up to you, New York. Swung on a hit in the air, the deep center, fetch back, away back. Yeah. She is gone. This is 161st Street, Yankee Stadium. Hello and welcome to another episode of 161st Street. I am your host, Luke Rella, here with... Jay Corbin. And Zach Brooks. So, we're riding kind of high right now, I'd say. I'm feeling good. Feel pretty Could have been a really different episode if, you know, our boy two Mike Ford... Yeah, two days in a row, too, is nuts. But, I mean, if you haven't been watching, been under the rocks, we had another walk-off home run today. Our boy Mike Ford today, our boy DJ yesterday. We, we got a little bit out of the Seattle series. We got overall pitching dominance back. People coming back. A lot of injury updates for you guys. Bye, Gio. Hello, Voight. Judge tweaking A's series. Clint, Liam Hendricks sucks. Everything like that. More to come <laughs> on this episode. What do we got for us to start off here, boys? Uh, I'd say start with the Seattle series. That was a joke. We kind of needed one of those, though. Okay. We've been we've been playing a lot of tough teams in that that Hollywood series and before that. So I mean, going against a team like Seattle would have helped us. It helped us out a lot for the confidence, especially coming into another series where we got swept last time against the A's. We much needed much needed series win again. And actually, it's funny to see because before we walked off yesterday, they're like, "Oh, the Yankees need to rally before that game ended, the second game of the A's series," because they were saying like. We haven't lost in a series at home ever this year. I forget the the entire stat it was, but it was crazy. And now we still haven't. We but we, we tied too, but against, <laughs> against the Mets, I think yeah, it was, which is yeah. crazy <laughs> that it was the Mets that tied against us. I hate beating the Mets. Yeah, but I mean that record still stays intact. The other record that's still climbing is us still never getting shut out, which was that's seemingly awesome. in in peril. <laughs> but we still got. We still got that going too because I mean Mike Ford and others. Brett Gardner hits that, that random home run again. He loves hitting <laughs> random home runs. But let's get back to the Seattle series. So with the Seattle series, what do we what do we got for that? Uh, we won. Nothing more to talk about, <laughs> then, right? Yeah, <laughs> Seattle. Not much to talk about with the Seattle series. They suck. We did what we were supposed to do. We're a good team. We play against Seattle. Beat them up a little bit. Seemed pretty easy too down the way. I mean Judge going through that series, continuing to be hot. I mean. Judge is just sick, and when he's when he's hot, when he's hot, he's the really entire team it. is so much better because he's in the heart of that lineup. And I mean, honestly, I love that they brought Glaber back down, and now he's been batting in the middle of the lineup too. Yeah. I mean, him, he's been batting in, in the eight spot forever, and now him in the three spot and the four spot is just sick because you want. I mean, who was it? David Cohn was talking about how you want to have your best hitters batting in the beginning of the lineup because you want them to get to get the most at bats because. Makes there was a, there was a point where he wasn't gonna hit yeah. at the end of a game or something, and then he did, and he had a walk off or something. He had a home run. That was sick. So good for the boys there. Bring it into the A series. Yeah, let's talk about the A series. Seattle blows, so let's get into <laughs> that. <laughs> All right, uh, game one didn't go so hot. Didn't go so hot. What was the final score of that game? Uh, I was just trying to eight, find that. Eight two. Yeah, it was it. That's a, yeah, they too. Yeah, tough yeah. way to start, especially coming off that big series when it really sucked going against them again. And we got swept last time. We we're feeling good going into that, and then they just take the wind out of our sails again. Just like 
this fucking A's team. It's just so gay. The, fir- the first game was one with Domingo pitching, right? No, no that, that was, was the second that was game. A, the oh, first game, yeah. first game was who? Paxton. Uh, no, CC. The first game was CC, oh, and CC gets hurt again. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for CC though. I mean, he's, it's, he's it's a, the man's last season, and now he might. Time. And he, do you know what? It, he wants to play so bad. Oh yeah, they he said, wants yeah. to be in this in the lineup, especially with the team in his last year. You see the shit like Big Poppy going out on top with like the last year. He's and he's a part of that team winning the World Series. He and, won't. Yeah, but like hopefully out of the if bullpen. He, I mean, they asked him too. They said, he "How's your?" The they said, "How's your knee feeling?" Like on a scale of one to ten, and he said ten. Like ten being the worst. Like the worst. Uh, he was asking how it feels in terms of pain. And he said it was a 10, which is crazy. He gets He's those cortisone sad. shots every fucking time. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> at what point do you need your knees? <laughs> uh, after his career, maybe maybe he doesn't. I don't know. I mean, he just – I feel bad for him because he wants more than anything to be on this team and make a difference, Yeah. even though he might not have it, which he doesn't. He doesn't. But <laughs> I you, mean, know, you know who else really wants to be on this team and just doesn't really have we'll it? We'll get to him. I know yeah, <laughs> you're about to talk about <laughs> Sorry, easy. I'm excited. Spoiler alert, it's right, Clint. We'll, we get, <laughs> we'll get to him. Then we got to game two. Uh, Domingo on the mound. He did He did all right. He did pretty well. No, he looked good. Yeah. He, yeah. Did, he did look good. Domingo and looked good. We got the right guys heating up at the right times. We got Sanchez with two. And that was awesome. One. I mean, and, and, and that was and that was another. Obviously. I mean, of course, Lemayhew. Yeah, oh, hey, I'm walk off DJ. Nice to meet me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he, I mean, that that's the stat also with that game. With like the four horsemen pitching every single game, we're 24 and 0. Yeah, that's absurd. Every game where we have Adovino, no, it's Canley, Britton, Adovino, Chapman. Every game that they all pitch in, we're 24 and 0. And that almost didn't happen because we almost lost yeah, we in that game. Lost. But DJ saves that record. Yet another one. It's just the storylines <laughs> this season, he just amazing. It. But. DJ is just something different, and he just continues to prove that he's the best offseason signing over any team, even including Michael Brantley, too. Easy. Yeah, no question. I mean, that's the only comparable one, but it's where he, no, he's he's having he's having a very. I mean, they're yeah. very close. They're the most com- like from a free agent standpoint. That's the only comparison you can really think of. But yeah, the the other thing I'm saying though is I think we needed DJ more than the Astros needed Brantley. Yeah, a utility Gold Glove guy that bats three thirty and hits twenty five home runs. But the thing is, I didn't, I didn't see that out of him. Like he always did that in the Cleveland lineup, but he never was really like. I mean, no, he's he's always always been Doc consistent. I mean, they just never moved him around the same way. The Indians are also were one of the most hurt teams in twenty seventeen too when we we beat them. That was the year they had twenty two wins in a row, right? Yeah, we were just watching that video. Yeah, we just watched that video. Fuck, we're not the. (laughs) This isn't an Indians podcast. (laughs) Let's get back (laughs) into the Yankees. We'll get into them. If it actually does hurt because going we could face them in the playoffs and we might get into that conversation a little later about who we'd like to face in the playoffs but they also just lost Jose Ramirez too so like that's that's a lot that's a, that's a and that hurts them too because they're uh, they're talking about that online how like now that they don't they can't make a move like a Verlander move in August because they did away with that rule so now who you have is who you got for the rest of the year you can't yeah. go out and replace a guy like Jose Ramirez so kind of sucks to be them that's tough Great that another another team has to deal with some shit that we've been dealing with, but whatever. Never want to root for injury, but whatever. Well, I mean, the other day the Yankees broke the record for most injured players yeah. in a single what season. What was that number? It was thirty-two. Uh, we had twenty-nine players, but we used it like thirty-seven think, times or something like that. That's terrible. That yeah. that's a horrible record to break. But it's all. Uh, but well, we, we posted that picture too. We, but we still have the best record in MLB, which is disgusting. 
Yeah, first team to 90 wins, too. That's awesome. I mean, considering the we both... The most bo- hurt team, the best team. It that's doesn't so matter. cool. <laughs> so what are we on pace for to win? How many games this year? How many uh, games are left? Like 20. Are we going to beat the Red Sox record from last year? That'd be really we sick. Because well, you and I both know that's what Barletta is going to be talking year? about. Huh? They were at 106 last year? Yeah, they were at 106 last year. So that's 16 more games we need to tie it. 17 to win. I Magic think, number I for think, us is 16 now, right? Is it? Yeah. We, we I want to be close. brutally honest. I never knew how the magic number thing worked. I don't how know how it works either. Just how many wins you need. Just regardless no, of like other people losing yeah. too. Yeah. Because I mean, the magic number could be less wins, but if we were to win out 16 games, then that's no matter what. Yeah. Like if we were it's to like just, once you get that 16th wins, you you clinch. Yeah, but if other people lose too, it could be eight wins if people lose well, yeah, out. Yeah. Win. yeah. Regardless, we're making the playoffs. It's just a matter of who we're playing and. When we're doing, it. I mean, we're all no, we're gonna, we're not making the wild card, so it's fine. That was a nonsense comment out of me. <laughs> but so moving down the se- the uh, A series, we just watched another win, another walk off win. I personally, when I saw when I saw the when I saw Clint back in the lineup, I was hyped. What did you guys feel about that? I wasn't. Uh, I knew you'd be hyped, <laughs> but I wasn't hyped. Why weren't? I, I don't, let me hear your take on Clint Frazier, our little. Did or you, pal, out did, in you Scranton. See, did you see the stats he was putting up since he was demoted back to Scranton? I wasn't. No, did you? I did. They showed. Well, it let me hear them. He batted two forty six, with eight home runs, and I want to say eight home runs sounds good. In sixty games, batting two forty six. I mean, that's just not the best. He had a good amount of doubles. Which Guy was, loves which, cats, which was impressive. <laughs> he said his defense improved. I, I uh, saw a few videos. Wait, yeah. wait, it's hard to, to get not improve. I did see a few videos. There was one good vi- I mean, they're obviously going to show the highlights, but they, I saw one video of him making that sliding catch. They didn't put any highlights on. I did see that highlight. I didn't. You haven't been paying attention then. I, guess, I mean, he made one nice catch out there. I mean, I get it. It's one. And it's a foul ball. If they were confident catch. in his fielding, he uh, wouldn't have been DHing. It's also so true. He did DH today. That's true, too. And I mean, they got a pinch hit for but I mean, it, the forty-man roster did just come up in the first game he's playing. So I would just like to point out when Mike Ford got put in for Clint Frazier, Luke Rella's face was just something I've never seen before. It was something <laughs> of utter. Distraught. And I don't, I don't know why. Looking back in hindsight, I don't know why I was so pissed about that. I just, I just Mike wanted Ford's to see. Been playing well. I know he's been batting five hundred well. in his very, last like eleven well. games or so. I don't know why I was so pissed, but I was. And but then once he was batting, I was like, okay. Well, no, when Gardner was up, I was like, okay, this makes sense because it was Liam Hendricks who apparently was Roger Clemens' last couple <laughs> couple series <laughs> or last series in this year as a whole. He's not the Liam Hendricks we know that we we fucking dominated in that wild card game. He was the one that opened that game, so different Liam Hendricks, and I wanted to see how he'd fare again and. I, I liked the idea because Gardner hadn't faced a righty all day. He's over that whole game, and he was due for one of those random Gardner home runs that just sneak over the wall. That was a bomb, though. Yeah. Off the bat, you knew it. Yeah, no, that was sick. They're, and they were both no doubters. But when I saw that, and I saw the next three guys are all lefties going up against him. It was him, a Gardner, Ford, and then Talkman was up next, who we don't obviously need when we hit a grand a walk off home run with Ford. But I liked I liked the lefty righty. It was a definitely a good move by Boone. I mean, what no one's really talking about now is how like Gardner's tied for the Yankees outfielders uh, lead in home runs. He's tied with Judge with 19. Gardner uh, played all year though. Yeah, Gardner's not a home run hitter. Well, this is he's having one of the best years of his career in terms of batting. Yeah. It, it, that's even like batting average as a whole. He's been like 260, but he's never really batted that have that high of a batting average. 
Our oh. nine hole guy is batting 285. If that's just not <laughs> the coolest thing ever. I don't. Oh. Talkman's batting 285 or somewhere around there. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. I mean, he, has he been coming back down to earth? You guys think? Yeah. Yes. Is he lo- is he now losing a spot a lot a lot easier? Like when like before we were talking Absolutely. about it with yeah. with uh with Stanton coming back, we're like, oh, I don't know if he even has he's, he he goes out of the lineup. He's replaceable now. Yeah. Now he he's yeah. I mean, that's he's not good. to say he's playing bad. Yeah. But he is not I putting mean, up, he's not putting got, up those crazy numbers. If, so, if someone's having a bad night and you put him in in the seventh inning, I'm not complaining. But if you say Stan's getting replaced for him, then I mean getting replaced with him, like that's fine with me also. Yeah, my thing with him though is he, he's always been sick in the field though. Like we, you always see him making great plays out that's there. So he's a good arm. Like, do you DH Stanton or I mean I've never I've always been a, a believer in Stanton's field. Like he's still a good fielder. It's just everyone thinks he's such a block of muscle <laughs> that he <laughs> he is not a good fielder. But he is. He he came in for he, a couple he, games and he had a great play, a sliding he's an play. Average fielder. Yeah. He's a decent fielder, but if you can take away from the risk of him getting injured by not playing in the field, then I say just just keep him at a DH. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever, let's move on. Well, that that's a decision for another person, but we'll get into uh, some of the injury updates we get. There's a lot of new stuff coming in and out. Gio, hello, Voight. I mean, Gio goes down, but he actually looks like he's going to be fine. That, yeah, did they don't have an update on him? Uh, no, I don't. I said no more than 10 days, right? Yeah, he'll be no back. No more than 10 days. See, I don't ever know what that means, though, because you say no more than 10 days, but then people go on a 10-day IL, and they're on for 90 games. <laughs> he's just taking a break. He got tired. Yeah. Whatever. What was it, like a groin strain or something? Yeah. If it was anything I'm the pissed IL, about that, it, though. I don't like it, but if they No, if I'm pissed that, because here's why I'm pissed. Let me tell you, want me to tell you why I'm pissed? I'm all ears. Because Gio's been battling for that batting title, and he's always been, like, three games shy yeah, of qualifying, and now he's probably not going to qualify if he stays out for 10 they were, games. They were saying 10 games back, what, 15 games ago? When How many fucking at-bats yeah. does the guy <laughs> It's so stupid. Like, the guy's is been there, batting. Is there something we're not understanding with the league? This isn't like a war calculation. Like I don't, it, I, no I don't get how to do that. That's fine. But, like, <laughs> the guy's been playing the majority of the year. Like, what am I not understanding? He's got like a hundred, like how many do like you fucking less need? At bats than the guys ahead of him. I, I don't know how many you I, need. But <laughs> how many fucking at bats do you need to qualify? All it's crazy. He's been playing literally ninety percent of the the season. Yeah. This season, Gio Rochelle has played in one hundred and fourteen games. Excuse me, I don't know how that's not qualifying. <laughs> how many games has there been? One hundred thirty something. I mean. He qualifies in my book. If yeah, his batting average is higher crazy. than like Michael Brantley and DJ, I'm gonna give him the batting title. From I, I don't know, he's, playing, he's, he's got my batting. If he's title. playing in 120 games and has the best batting average, then fuck the MLB. But if he doesn't qualify before, he's not gonna qualify now because he's now. Yeah. However many games he's out for, if he needed every game for the rest of the way to qualify, he's not gonna qualify. So we'll give him our own batting. It's title. like a side pot. <laughs> he's, he's, he's got his own batting title if he gets it. Whatever. No, we'll give him. One. So, we'll get him on the podcast and everything. I mean, he, he barely speaks a lick of English, but he'll uh, tell us. I got a boy he's Spanish. All right, we'll have a translator. But with him going down, we got Voight coming up, and Voight comes in, and he already is looking good. I mean, he got two I singles on his first day. Yeah, back. yeah. He looks two walks all right. Today. He looks a little off still, but I mean, he, he they even back, said, so yeah, but they, up. but he's that's my problem here. Like, if he's coming back and he's battling through injury, like, I don't. Sports hernia is not something that he. he opted not to go to surgery which means he's going to play through it when he's still hurt so like 
is he going to be worse off? Is he going to be like, but like, look at who was it on the Red Sox? Uh, Nate, Nate Evaldi, he pitched through it, was awesome, and you get a World Series out of it, but then he is injured for the entire year next right, year. But Evaldi's uh, different. He loves getting Tommy John. I know. I'm just saying that that actually brings me into the next our like, little topic here. So, if with all these people that are hurt, yeah, with all these people that are hurt, my question for you guys is, do you go all in, pedal to the metal? A lot of people have been talking about it, including Michael K. Is like, uh, if do you go all in, pedal to the metal, down the stretch to really try and lock up home field advantage, but you risk any injury to any player on this team, or do you like kind of not really coast, but you're not like like today for example, when they threw those two losers in the game and they gave <laughs> up the four runs. I don't even. I'm not even gonna mention their names because they don't matter, but. They were probably the the 39th and 40th man on the on the roster, but they pulled those guys in, and that sort of thing. Like in a high pressure situation, zero zero game, you're saving yourself. You're throwing those guys out there to just possibly get by in winnable games, and you keep everybody healthy so that you go in the playoffs and you have 100% healthy. You may not you're not going to get home field advantage though, but you're going into maybe the into Houston with a fully healthy team. Everyone's back. What would you rather do? We try to win every game. Every single game. But with that scenario, anybody can get injured. Judges out for the year. Do you know what home field advantage means? I know what home field advantage is. I'm the one who's busting the news out there with the standings, but I'm just saying. We are a team that everyone in the league knows. Obviously, we can win anywhere in any situation because we're the best team in baseball. But when we're home, we're just a different animal. And that's the case with both of the other teams that we're competing so, with, with so Houston and the Dodgers, too. That matters. It does matter. So if you're saying we can play the way we've been playing, work our asses off, and look, it's sports. If there's injuries, yeah. they'll come back. As long as there's nothing really threatening for the rest of the year and we don't, and we don't play stupidly, I say just keep the pedal to the metal and just keep it going. The beginning of the season kind of messed up our mindset about how we were playing every game and a guy was getting hurt every single game. But we, we can't expect to get hurt when we play. We, we got to play all of our guys. I don't want them to have to come from not playing to go in full metal, pedal to the metal in the playoffs. Well, like being rusty in the playoffs, you're saying? Yeah. 2017 yeah. ALCS Yankees against Astros. The home team won every single game of that series. The Yankees did not have home field advantage. Yep. Aaron Judge is never sitting another game of baseball. Ever. I'm just saying, because I'm I'm on your t- I'm on your team with this with this conversation too. I'm just thinking to myself like, because we've never been in a situation like this. We, Wait, we get hurt we, every day. No, winning the division. Like, I mean, we have been in a situation like this, but as of recently, we've been going for wild cards and like skating by. Like this is the first time we won the division in, in a little while. I don't know the exact amount of years, but like we're playing from ahead right now, and this is kind of foreign as of late and. The, the way in which a lot of teams go about this is some teams do coast because they know, especially in a scenario that we have with all these heads coming back, like Encarnacion and the pitching and everything like that, like with my perfect examples, you're going to use guys like Britain, like Britain who's a little banged up, he's going to be fine, like Gio, like you, you would throw him in the fire and keep him going, like that's pedal to the metal, like you're throwing guys that are half hurt, like 50%, like void him right now, which you are doing, but... They even mix signals with that whole fucking throwing those bums in to, get, like, to <laughs> almost blow a winnable I, game. I think they threw the bums in because, I mean, we used, what, almost every pitcher from our bullpen yesterday? Yeah, and they didn't want to use, yeah. if they had to, which they did use Adovino. Adovino's 
disgusting. That 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 pitch. We all we were, was one, we were all like not looking, and then we looked, and then saw, everyone simultaneously saw the wiffle ball that was thrown. For all, <laughs> you, for all you true Yankee fans out there, if you're anything like us, we had a look of disgust and joy on our face at the same time. That it was, was crazy. just filthy. That ball was not. That was literally a wiffle ball. I don't know if you heard it. You were listening to it with uh, John Sterling over there, but he probably he probably even said how disgusting that ball was. It was just crazy, but. It looked like it was going to hit him. And Adovino actually gave him a rare, a rare run yesterday against the A's, yeah, but did. that never happens. That have, there was a stat that said out of his last 32 appearances, he's never he has given up. He's blanked people in 30 of the last 32 appearances. That's and beautiful. those other two that he's given up runs, it's been one. Love to hear it. <laughs> <I> mean, he's <laughs> been like out of this world. And the fact that I'll still pull for the guy that he still didn't make the All-Star team, and that's nuts. Oh, and he's just continuing to be nasty. So... You guys are fully on board with the pedal to the metal? Yes, yeah. 100%. But here, here's one more thing on that topic. Because you go in and let's say... That's how you go in feeling hot. Yeah, that too. But like if you can go in feeling not if you're, <laughs> if you're going against teams like the... I mean, we could be go out there playing the Athletics. Who We did win two, two against them in the last two games. But we're kind of series split on them. I think they're leading the, the I mean, series this year. From from what we've seen over the last few years, they're always in the same spot, and they always lose. They have a good team that will make it to the wild card and nothing more than that. I wouldn't want to face them in a series. I would. You would? Yeah. I'm not scared of Chris we are also Davis batting be 220 yeah, and Matt Chapman batting 270 with 30 home runs. We're also never going to be playing them in the Coliseum, which is the house of horrors for us. We hate playing there. Yeah. But... That's that's the thing too. We'll be playing them at home if that's the case, and if we end up playing them in a series in the playoffs, wouldn't that mean that they have would have beaten the Astros? I don't know how the seating would work, because if they can knock the Astros out for us, then we play them. Because that's how it could shape out too. Home field that could be another addition to this argument. Let's say maybe we don't get absolute home field and we rest up a little bit, but we wouldn't face the Astros, who would be the only ones above us until the ALCS. So what if another team knocks them out? We still have home field because we're higher than any other team, in seat, seating wise. I need a second to think about the brackets. All right, no, but, I mean regardless, <laughs> I'm, I'm the top to two the teams, bracket. it's the seating is between us and the Astros. Yeah. So if we lose home field, it would only be to them, because we're in, we're the two in the yes. top of the race. So let's say, regardless, we're meeting them in the ALCS at the minimum. Like we're not going to meet them before. Yeah. We're the two top seeds. So let's say another team like the Athletics knocks them out, and we still would have home field in the ALCS because they're not in it anymore. So if we so that scenario could happen too, is, which we is why resting could AL, be good. The wild card team would have to be the Astros. That's what you're saying. No, the wild card wouldn't be the Astros. I'm saying when we get into they they could be knocked out by another team, and then if they are knocked out by somebody other than us, we would yeah, have home field in that next the matchup. Wild card game. Yeah. So what's the wild card look like right now with the Athletics and... It was the Athletics and uh, Cleveland. Yeah. Cleveland, I don't know. They, I, I think they're going to fall off a little bit, I especially with Here, here's Jose it. Ramirez going down. Found it. The current playoff picture looks as so. The Yankees in the one seed, the Astros in the two seed, and the Twins in the three seed. So we currently, we would either be playing Cleveland or Oakland, and yeah. then we would face... The winner of that plays the winner of... The Twins and the Astros. So, so I'd 100% rather be the home seat, the one seed, because I'd rather have the Twins play the Astros than hoping that one of them the winner of the wild out. card beats the Astros. So if we're the one seed, who are we playing first round? The winner of the wild card. Versus the Twins or... And then the if Twins the would seed, play the Astros. Twins are in that 
Okay. The Twins and Astros would already be in there. They just play each other. I'd rather not play the Twins. Yeah. No. Home field advantage is, is definitely the top. <laughs> on the top. Of no. I would just I would just put a little banter. Right, so we this. just wasted ten minutes of your time. <laughs> no, but it's a legitimate thing because everyone's talking about it, and I think there are benefits to resting up a little bit because we haven't been healthy all year, and it would be nice to be healthy going into the, to the playoffs because we'd have so many people healthy. And when healthy, my argument is, home field or not, when healthy, our team on paper is unbelievable. So in other Yankee news, four players this season have all joined the 100th career home run club. Aaron Judge this past Tuesday against the Mariners hit his 100th home run. Gary Sanchez against the Dodgers hit his 100th home run. Didi against the Twins hit his 100th home run. And Brett Gardner, who's been on the team for how long? 12, I think. 12, 12 seasons. Years. Hit his 100th home run this season. It's about time. I mean, the guy isn't a home run hitter. <laughs> yeah. But you can't hit 10 home runs a year or like 12 home runs a year, something like that. Uh, he doesn't do that. I mean, this is the only year. I mean, this is clearly juice balls because guys like Brett Gardner. I was making this argument to somebody yesterday. The easiest way to see if there's juice balls is that guys like Brett Gardner, who have been in the league for 11, 12 years, if he suddenly is hitting home runs, like DJ LeMahieu too, he's a contact hitter. I get it. He's having an awesome year hitting-wise, but he also did that in Colorado a couple years ago when he won the batting title, and he didn't have this many home runs. And everyone's saying the argument like, oh, they're learning to swing differently. Like, not the guys who have been in the league for 12 years. They're not swinging differently. Like, if that's a clear... It's not what the stats say. What do you mean? I mean, they're not swinging differently. They're swinging as they always know. I mean, in 2014, that, he had I feel like 17 that, home runs. In 2015, he had 16. In 2016, he had seven. 2017, Brett Gardner. Brett Gardner. In 2017, he had 21. Last year, he had eight, uh, 12, and right now, he hit his 19th today. Well, my perfect example would be the DJ effect. Like that is the juiced balls, like person to look at because he has never. How many? What are his stats with home runs? Because he's had his 24 this year which is like 15 more than he's ever had if I've looked at it. He's barely gotten 10 right. in yeah. other years. And he, a guy like him isn't swinging for the fences or like having that uppercut swing. The guys that are doing that are young guys like Flatty Jr. and like Bull Bichette and all hey. these young guys. Okay, yeah. I can't argue about DJ. These stats. And he played in Colorado, which makes exactly. that argument even worse. Okay, so read those stats out. All right, so starting in 2011 from his rookie season, 0, 2, 2, 5, 6, 11, 8, 15, which was last year, and now 24. The so okay, year. so do you think exactly. he's... Exactly. The 15 last year, he, ch- he changed his swing. That no. He changed his swing. You think it's just year, this year with the juice balls or last year too? No, I'm just saying he changed his swing. Whatever. Fuck this. <laughs> Guys <laughs> I now are taught to hit the bottom half of the baseball instead of the top half. I, feel, that's like what he's that, doing. I feel like that's more for younger players, though, that are coming in. Like, is, Older it, is a guy like 31 too. years old going to adjust that much? I mean... And then I, I bring in the argument of Geo. Like, he's never been a premier hitter in the league. Well, he's also then, breaking out, though. That's different. And he had to have done something that he's able to hit balls now. Whatever you win. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to, I mean, we, have we talked about Judge yet? We talked about it in the last episode a little bit. Judge has been tweaking. And I saw another stat about Judge, and he has been out of this world. Don't get Judge hot. Don't let the man get hot. Don't let the Red Sox get hot. But, <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> Judge has been... Absolutely tweaking, and he. I saw a stat in the last 50 at bats, he has 22 hits, and that includes in that 50 at bats, that includes walks. So that means he's batting. I'm not just gonna pull a number out of here, but he's batting around 600 in the last 50 at bats because included in that 50 at bats, he's 
he include there's walks too. Like those aren't like that. Like he has 22 hits in all those 50 at bats. It's crazy. That's that's one bad. And it's against man. good teams too. Aaron Judge getting hot towards playoff time is just something no team wants to see. We needed it. We, yeah. When we were at the wild card game last year and Aaron Judge sick. hit a piss missile. That to was against field. fucking Liam Hendricks, too. Fuck that yeah, guy. Fuck <laughs> that guy. I hate him. But, I mean, people were talking about it like, did he peak too early? Uh, no. Fuck no. no. I mean, it, what is too early? Being good for, like, can he, can he <laughs> keep it going? Like, yeah. I mean, he does this. It's now September. Like, he knows, like, the pressure, like, how important these games are down the stretch, and he lives for that shit, like kind of shit. Like he's always sick in the wild card games. Like even against the Twins in that wild card game before, he had that fucking home run that, that put us so ahead. Cool not that to was have so to play sick. In the wild card game though. Yeah, I'm so hyped not to play in the wild. Card. I'm I'm excited to watch the wild card game, <laughs> but like not be sweating like Geraldus Chapman <laughs> during the game. That shit <laughs> sucks. I hate, and we've been doing it so often. Yeah, it blows. Is Geraldus Chapman the Kevin Garnett of baseball? The one who's just the sweatiest person in the entire league? Yeah. Probably. I mean, he's he's, he's already question. sweating through his yeah. shirt, before, like when he's in the bullpen. He's also wearing full-on Under Armour in 85 degree humid weather. And he started wearing no sleeves, and he's yoked. He's throwing like yoked. 103 now. You don't even realize how yoked he is, but he's so yoked. When he takes those long sleeve that turtleneck off, he's just absolutely yoked and tatted. Tatted too. <laughs> squats about 500, benches upper 300. Well, no wonder he so was, low key too. He's a large man. No wonder he's able to throw the fastball the way he does. Let's talk a little about him. What about him? Let's, he's everything I, about him. I, I, I want to tell the fans my think, theory. What do you my, think about Chapman? All right, so here's my theory on a role as Chapman. Everyone here knows it already. I think he's too good for the sport. What the fuck does that what mean? Is, yeah, what, what, I think what does like, that mean? I think he likes to put pressure on himself. Because if you haven't noticed, every single time the man gets up to pitch, he'll get an out or he'll, let, he'll walk a guy or plunk a guy. He'll have runners on the corner. And you're saying he does it on purpose to make it more fun. To make it more fun. (laughs) That that is crazy. That's the trash theory. Every every single time he gets out of it. Take his mic away. (laughs) I I can mute him. (laughs) That is crazy. No, I mean, he kind of does the whole... Like, I get it. I know. That's just nonsense. Like, I get it, but... Dude, no, what? <laughs> that's the whole. He he kind of has like the Kimbrel effect of last year. Like whenever we'd face Kimbrel, we noticed like Kimbrel would always like yeah he would get out of it in the end, but he would over always make it hard on himself. And every Red Sox fan can tell you that too. We were talking with someone the other day. I forget who it was, but like every single time he went out there, he made it so much harder on himself, and he'd get the out. But, like Chapman goes out there, and he just walks the first guy he walks the second guy the next guy gets a hit or something like that and then he just strikes the next three out or like strikes out one and then gets a double play it's ridiculous and i feel like chapman kind of as of well before we were talking about this yesterday where he's kind of just like a thrower not a pitcher and he developed into more of a pitcher, a pitcher. after that second time we got him even though it felt like we never even lost him. i mean his but his slider when it's on is just absurd. exactly Disgusting. and that's what he had to develop because I mean, he still throws fucking hard as shit, but because yeah. he's not touching that 106 where he used to touch with the Reds. Yeah, and there's he's also been heating up. Yeah, though. but he's been touching 102, which he is has, still absurd. which is absurd. Yeah, like, but there are other like, guys. Oh, there's other guys in the league now that are throwing 101, that's my, 100. That's what I was but they say. don't have the even Liz, that he has. Even Lasagna throws 99, and and that's the point. That's that's where he developed that pitch because to become more of a pitcher instead of a thrower. If his fastball is on, and then he just sneaks in a little slider. That slider is gross. They're staring at it because at first they're just gonna think, oh, it's gonna be a ball up and away, and then just boom right down the middle. Yeah, because you have to prepare for the fastball. And even I was saying this too yesterday. Even if he doesn't have that 104 anymore. 
He's still Araldis Chapman, and you're still going out there once you see him looking at you like that. And he's, you still have to prepare for that 104 because he can touch it, like we were saying. Yes. We were watching the game yesterday, and he was kind of sitting at 96 sometimes where he'd flat. Which is literally a changeup because it's, it's, it's kind of like crazy. Six to eight miles per hour slower than his fastest And then fastball. his slider goes, what, 80-something? 80 86, give or take. But it's kind of crazy. There's such a difference in his fastballs. Like, he has a faster fastball, and he'll just get pissed and just gas one by you. Uh, that's kind of what Verlander does, too. Exactly. Because uh, Verlander can just no post. today. That's yeah, by the way, fuck the them. Blue Jays. Which is why we doesn't need, even count. We need home field. No, I, I take my, I take, I take <laughs> anything mean, I said before back. We need home field so bad. You mean the only pitcher in the league that scares me? Uh, there's a few other ones that scare <laughs> no, me. He really might Bro, be the only one. I'm the only. That's the only pitcher I'm scared he of. He just. I mean, I, I said I was about to say he just daddies us, but he daddies everybody. Like yeah. he's just really good. He might. I don't know. I'm gonna take a hot take out here. He could possibly be one of the best pitchers we've ever seen, or the I best. Agree. Like over Kershaw, can people say Kershaw is the genera- Kershaw is the generational pitcher? No. I think it might be Verlander. Kershaw's overrated. I don't agree with that. Kershaw has been hurt on and off the last three years, but besides that, he's just on. <laughs> what do you got, Dan? What are your What's your take on this, Dan? Agreed. I mean, greatest pitcher since Sandy Koufax. Sandy, Sandy I saw Kofax the stats. I saw the stats today about the, like the most the no hitters thrown. I mean, Kershaw, you know, uh, Verlander now has three. Koufax had four, and then Nolan Ryan had seven. I mean, that's just <laughs> that's disgusting. No starting pitcher on the Yankees can fucking do that right now. Imagine Jay Happ went out there. I mean, Jay Happ. Let's Jay talk about let's talk cool. about the Yankees a little more. We, were, we took a little <laughs> tangent. This is a Yankees Jay podcast. Jay Happ threw a gem today. Breath of fresh air. I mean, great. I mean, it's been like that though with the starters. It's on and off, though, because next week he can go out and throw a three-inning, six-run game against the Domingo fucking— Domingo looked good Baltimore. yesterday. Domingo's always looked good. Domingo, you gotta, Domingo at home is did also— Did he get the win yesterday? Win. No, it was a walk-off. That sucks. That would have been dope if he got his 18th win. That'd be the MLB lead. I mean, actually, no. no for Verlander has 18 now, too. Oh, he does? Verlander's <laughs> fucking—guys, I hate him. That's so disappointing. He scares Imagine me. Verlander losing the win title to Domingo Herman. I mean, Domingo's been playing well, but yeah, Verlander— I mean— the, everyone makes like the the win stat is kind of like, it's kind of overrated. It's, it's not. It's not it's really not overrated it. when your ERA is what Verlander's is because that means that, that, may, he that means he's winning it. it. Yeah, I mean Domingo is more of a Domingo. beneficiary of having run eight, eight. I mean, uh, I, I heard a stat too. His average run support is around eight point like one. That's what Nathan, that's what that's what he gets. When Nathan Eovaldi was on the yeah. Yankees a few years ago, he led the league the entire year with run support. I think it was yeah. about seven. Yeah, so it's kind of goes basically yeah. in the same shoes. The win stat is kind of useless. I mean, the only other person who has more run support or averages more run support in the league after the, the, the only one who has more run support than Domingo Herman is Erod on the Red Sox, and he has like eight point two, and that's why I saw his stats and he had like however many wins. He's having I mean, a good year, 15. but he's also had all the run support in the world too. So the win stat is just useless. That's not to say Domingo. Domingo's bringing his ERA down, but I mean, it's kind of scary that the best pitcher on our staff still has over a four ERA. He's like a four oh three, but everyone else is in the fours or fives. I wish we had a top tier pitcher. It's too late now. We got we <laughs> we got what we got, and I think it's good enough. I think enough. we can still win with it. I mean, let's talk about the pitchers a little bit too, because with the that's, injuries that's coming back, yeah. well, going going into with, the playoffs, the rotations become smaller. So, how do you think that's going to break down? Well, I I said this last episode or a couple episodes ago, and I'm not too worried about the starters. I think it's more about innings, and if we get 
if we have a, like a plethora of arms and spread innings over all those guys, that's perfectly fine. Like if we throw more arms out there and we don't have the conventional Verlander who goes seven every time, like we don't have that. We just don't, and there's no like it's almost more like detrimental if we try and stretch our starters that we do have to seven all the time. Like we have to just know that they're gonna go four or five. That's it. You're gonna give it to the bullpen, and then we're gonna have. But we have more arms, yeah. Well, we have more arms. We might go three starting pitchers rotation, three or four, and then have guys like Happ in the bullpen, who I'm actually kind of happy it's with crazy now. crazy because before this game today, I said I wanted Happ off the team. <laughs> it's, one game can change your mind yeah. a little bit. But like, that doesn't mean that he's going to get a starting spot, I think. He, but I I, think it gives him more confidence to have a lefty out of the pen. Yes. But that's a good thing, too, because we got Seve coming back, and he'll be a bullpen, long relief, like lasagna kind of arm. Montgomery comes Lasagna back, could be, uh, talk about you you were talking about Montgomery what do you think about him I, I just think it's a it's big to have him back we need the arms uh I mean, we don't know what we're getting though that's also true he hasn't pitched in what a year and a half two years and was he like anything he special had, he had very nice pitches what? Uh, <laughs> tell me a little bit about him I forget every, oh, all about Montgomery I, I mean let me look up the pitches he had because he had a lot he had a whole lot in his arsenal I mean he just I remember he was always going to be in that rotation for <laughs> what the fuck? Victory! He was always going to be in that rotation, but and like he, they were talking about him being like one of the guys going forward, but then he got injured. But I, I still not really too high on him. But regardless, having him back is another arm. Yeah, it's huge. And we can spread that over all and the arms. And having another lefty. Another lefty, and then we got Batansis and Sevy coming back, and then it's just extra arms. We already have a deep bullpen. We got guys like fucking. We might not even have to use, like, the Nestor Cortezes and stuff like that, but uh, we have them. Ah, Nestor. I like Nestor. <laughs> Everyone likes Nestor. I don't really like Nestor anymore. He's so slightly above average. I like he, lasagna. I like lasagna. No, he, I, I take Nestor over lasagna. I mean, lasagna can't really Lasagna's pitch. got good stuff, but he can't find his own. Yeah. I mean, it was, like, it was like Canely two years ago. I like Nestor Cortez. I love Canely. Canely couldn't touch the strikes. I love Canely. Can, I, I want Canely injected into my veins. Canely's so fucking good. <laughs> He just, I mean, but that's the thing, too. His victory laps today? Yeah, he just ran into the bullpen. <laughs> he just gets the whole team fired up, and having him in the bullpen just adds that little, like, X factor. And, like, going in the playoffs, if, like I was saying before, to my point, we have a got bunch of guys who will start the game, go about four, and not stretch them. Like, there's no need to stretch them, because if you stretch them, those, like, fifth and sixth innings with our starters, you're going to give up runs. It's just how it's been going with this team. Domingo has the innings limit, but they're going to, let him rock but like the innings and limit still still applies with him like you still don't want to make him throw maybe 100 pitches like maybe put him two times through the order and then pull him because the third time through the order he'll be getting rocked like there was a crazy stat with Johnny Lasagna where he's been batting or opponents have been hitting about like 180 against him the first time through the order and then the second time through the order they're batting like 330 yeah, well, they bat 180, and he has 12 walks. So Yeah, I mean, the OBP is just ridiculous with him. <laughs> but well, I think Let's get back to what we were talking about. If if the playoffs were to start right now, what are your who are your three to four starters? I'm going to go with three. I'm going to go with Paxton, who's looked great, Domingo, who's looked great, Tanaka, those three. The and, then, three. and then the rest of them, I think we cut it there as in terms of our starters, and those guys are the ones that are going to start the games and go about four or five. No more, and then we use a like a lot a lot of arms and just spread it out amongst them. 
and just like fill those innings gaps and have a lot of good arms and let them go for a little bit each time. Are you so. opposed to uh, any bullpen days in the playoffs? I don't mind it. I mean, I'll do well, open. I'll do an opener with Chad. Yeah, Chad Green yeah. as an opener has been lights out this year. I wouldn't mind that at all. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know if we'll need it. Though. No, but I'm just saying if we find ourselves in like a sticky situation where like we've used guys and the amount of days off doesn't really work out, just have one bullpen yeah. and reset the whole rotation. I'd be down with that, and it's been working. So I mean, why not? There's no need. I mean, regardless. I mean, what is an opener? I mean, we've been basically do openers all the time with our starters <laughs> if they go fucking one inning. <laughs> so yeah. we've been doing the openers all season, <laughs> every start, because I mean Paxton gives up a million runs in the first. He's been good recently, but. I like, hammer it back home. I think spreading it amongst all the arms is the sol- It solves our starter problem. We don't have a we have a, so you're telling just me, a pitching staff as a whole. You're telling me, say Paxton's got four shutout innings, let up maybe two hits. You're taking him out after the fourth. No, no. What was it? If he has four shutout, so innings? you were saying before you would have your three starters go like three or four innings and then put it up to the bullpen. If Paxton's got a that was, that four was inning very, shutout. That was a very loose he's, he's argument. Him. I was saying in him. general, if if he's given up like three runs, like an average start, and he's got a lot, like a lot, all of our pitchers usually have a lot of like pitches. Like they don't spare their pitches very much, all of them. And I think I don't want to go that third time in the order and then give up a big home run because they just don't have it. And they, the, the our pitchers aren't like that. They don't, like when's the last time, I mean, we freaked out when Tanaka went a full nine. Yeah, like that happens on a daily basis with the Astros rotation, and I don't think I think we shouldn't try and force ourselves to be like them. We should do what we're doing and spread it out amongst a lot of good arms, and then Here's add that. more arms like Jay Happ in the bullpen or Batances and Severino and all that. That's what I think. I think we don't have to mimic other people. I think we should just do what we're doing. Agreed. And I think let's talk about Severino a little bit because <laughs> I saw. That everyone was like hyped about that, like him pitching with the Rail Riders and all that stuff, and they're like, oh, like Severino throws, well, he strikes out the first batter he faced, and then I looked into <laughs> into the stats, and we were like, oh, like oh my God, Severino's back, he hit 96, which is great, don't get me wrong, and I know he's not gonna do great his first time, but like the propaganda about it, like everyone's like, yo, Sevy's sick, and I look at the stats, and he actually gave up like three runs, he gave up a home run, like. I get it. He's not going to be an ace when he comes back, and I like that he's pitching, and he looked decent, but like he didn't look decent. He looked bad, and it's in AAA. I mean, I'm not scared. There it is. I'm not scared either, but it's just a little food for thought. Wow. I mean, he didn't. Another injured player on the Yankees. How will we do it? What? How will we go through with another injured player? I just don't know. What are you talking about? It's called sarcasm. Who was injured on the Yankees? <laughs> We're not just talking about Severino making his rehab start. Yeah, but that's been shut up. <laughs> shut up. He didn't get re-injured. Yeah, but he's coming off an injury. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm just hurt. saying. I don't. Everyone was like, "Oh my God, Severino's bag looks great," and it's just funny to look at when he <laughs> what he actually did, and nobody talked about that. But regardless, and then Ed Encarnacion was in that game too. He hits a single, and it was an RBI too. So he's coming back. He looks good. And I think all these guys are going to slowly be coming back. But Tansis is right behind Severino in terms of Tansis his rehabbing. Tansis is a huge one, too. Tansis is a huge one. And that goes back to my point with a bunch of arms. Like, to have a ton of arms and just spread a bunch of innings and, all, like, oh sprinkle them God, all we'll around them. five horsemen. That'd be crazy. And then add, I would consider Severino a part of that, Six too. Six horsemen. Six horsemen. We'll have so many horses. We got cavalry. <laughs> That'd so be crazy. Our, now our starters only have to pitch three innings. Essentially, yeah. 
Yeah. I don't mean, give up eight runs in six and in, in three innings and we're Yeah. Chilling. I mean, wait, uh, we also I mean, gotta think about this though, because a lot of the pitchers won't be on the roster in the playoffs if everyone comes back. Well, yeah, they have to lock in twenty five for each series. They have they have the choice. They have the forty man for September, then they have a choice of forty for each series, but they have to lock in twenty five for that series. Yes. So they have a pool of forty people to choose from, but they have to pick twenty five for that and they have to lock it in for the whole series and then they can reevaluate and then choose a new 25 if we move on, which we are going to, and then we do it again and again, and then we win the World Series. <laughs> That's my prediction. Uh, fun fact for next year, though, they are changing the 40-man roster down to 28, and the entire season, instead of having a 25-man roster, you're going to have a 26-man roster. They're changing it because they feel that in September, it's usually the most important games, and it... You want your best players. And it, no, it just completely changes the dynamic of how you manage your team having 40 guys as opposed to 25. Yeah. I mean, then you don't got those fucking bums that are throwing in the game like we had today. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know. But it it really does suck for the kids trying to come up. Yeah, but those guys shouldn't really be playing in these kind of games anyway. Like, Clint Frazier would not be on our roster. Just think about that. Let's talk a little more about Clint. <laughs> Clint's a hot topic right now, and I really, I'm a big Clint supporter. I don't have Damon here behind me to help me out with this one, but I like Clint a lot. He's the biggest Clint supporter out there, and I really think, I really think he has a spot in the playoffs. I think his bat. Imagine being able to pinch hit with him, Brooks. I'm sorry. Come back. Come back to us. (laughs) Imagine. I mean, I think having Clint Frazier out there to be able to pinch hit, like, no, why not? We have so Why many. Why did you people. shoot me down like that? There's so many people on this on this team that have proven to be better, better hitters than Clint. That could be on. This so roster. you had to choose between Clint Frazier. Let me finish. Cameron Mabin, Mike Talkman. Who are you picking? Mike Talkman, and then Cameron Mabin, and then Clint. But what if the only I spot agree. available is a pinch hitter? Like you got, you're not. It's not like a whole. He's not going to play in the then field. Mike Talkman. What about you, Corbin? <laughs> ah, that was tough. <laughs> I don't know. I think Clint's bat's sick. If you look at the stats, they're practically identical so between like, him and Clint. And I, so I just like Talkman better because if you had to throw Talkman in the field, now you can. What about Mike Ford? 100% Mike Ford. Not even a question. You really like how I am Mike Ford now? Yes. To be fair, before we had the podcast, like, Earlier, we hated Mike earlier, Ford. And now you love I Mike liked Ford? Mike Ford. Oh, Read the you messages. were the guy who liked Read, Mike yes. Ford. He was having good at bats. He was oh, seeing yeah. pitches well, and now it's just all coming together. Now the guy bats 500 in a week, and oh, I I liked Mike Ford the whole time. You want you want me to scroll back? In the messages? Not right now. We'll get to. I it, wish we had a podcast <laughs> back then. No, I mean Mike Ford. I, I like him. I mean, we were talking about it before too. He, I mean, the guy was Babe Ruth for lack of a better person to pick. <laughs> Babe Ruth sucks, but. Just because he's fat. He was putting up video game numbers in the minors. Then we were, he comes up and he just bats over. And we're like, all right, there's, there can't be that big of a discrepancy between your minor he league at bats to now. He was nervous. <laughs> he's a big body. I mean, the guy can flat out hit. And I like, we have a lot of those type of players who are like the first base DH type. And that's, that kind of scares me a little bit because it, a lot of our versatility is in only that spot. And then we got DJ. He makes up for all the rest. Why can't lefties hit as far as righties? 
Is that proven? Wait, what? It just seems like every time Mike Ford hits a home run. You got guys like Bryce Harper who hit a mile. What do you mean? Every time Bryce Harper, not Bryce Harper, every time I see Mike Ford hitting a home run, we're off the bat. It looks like a nuke. It, then I get this uh, How far was that one today? The last one I think was like 370. It, it looked like a hit bomb. bomb. The back it went in the dugout. No, I'm, bullpen, I mean, I'm yeah. gonna check, but every time, for the most part, at least with Mike Ford, he's just so big, and it goes fucking 360. Yeah, that's know. all we need. I mean, it's all we need. It goes over the fence. Uh, what does it matter? I, mean, I, think, like I, think, Judge, I think we're just spoiled because we <laughs> three, got Gary Sanchez, Aaron Judge, uh, three ninety four. That's a little more than I thought. Yeah, that's, that's a shout. But I'm gonna go to that's the good piece. I'm gonna go to yesterday's game. Yeah, but I think we're just spoiled with righties because we got Gary Sanchez, Judge, and Stan. Like, yeah, I mean, stupid. Whatever. And regardless, another cool stat. This this. Cool season, the season has been like just riddled with like little records and all this kind of shit. And like with all these injuries, the fact that we are the first team to win 90 games is beautiful. just beautiful. It's so cool, especially with guys, teams like the Dodgers and the Astros. Like, you go out there and you're, I mean, did they get their 90th win too today? I think they did. Uh, they're playing right now. The they Astros? Are currently losing. The oh, Astros? The, oh, the Astros, yes. They got their 89th win. I thought you were talking about the Dodgers. Oh. The Dodgers were winning 2 nothing last time I looked. Yep, they are down 3-2, and Jake loves losing bets. <laughs> <laughs> well, you took the Dodgers? Yes, I did. Well, I don't give a fuck if you lose them because <laughs> that means they lose. Yes. I mean, well, we're the first team to get 90 wins in, with this team. That's crazy. I mean, I, I think mean, we said mean, it before. Though. We're going to keep winning against the next the series against Texas. Is that, That's at home, too, right? Uh, Probably because we were just – it is at home, but we know. But then we go back on we're a big home, road we're trip. We're home against Texas tomorrow. Then we go on a big road trip. I think after that we got somebody, and then the Boston series again. I mean, I think we got that series. And yeah, we got Boston, but they're they're, they're low key sneaking around. They're around the corner. We could actually put them in the dirt this time. We'll actually yeah. ruin their spirits. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. And then we got the Tigers us, after that. What? Boston's five Tigers after that. The Blue Jays after that. We got a good stretch That's of games. Okay, cool. So I mean, so pedal to the metal. I think we can start wrapping it up then. So we got those series coming up after that. We got a few good ones that we can just beat down. Like we don't have the Orioles anymore, but we got the next best thing with the dot the Tigers. And yeah, let's keep this winning thing going. About to break 110 wins. Roll Yanks. Any last closing comments? Let's go, Yanks. All right. (laughs) See you guys later. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code balance10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.